What's going on, everybody? Richard Holdridge here for the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge on Facebook Live and on YouTube Live. Be sure to subscribe to the show, leave a five-star review, and make sure that you support this channel. I'm so excited to be here. We've got a jam-packed show. This is episode 670, just in case everybody is keeping score at home and you are listening to us on Home of Southern Sports, 99.1 FM out of Noonan, WQEE. I am on that radio station Monday through Friday from 2 to 3, right on after Rod Peterson and right before Braves Country Today with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. You know, I reached out to Rod Peterson earlier, and uh, I'm entertaining the idea of doing a crossover show with him. I'm excited. Uh, That might confuse his listeners because I do pre-record my show, but I think that uh, the fans will get a kick out of that. I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm getting on Facebook Live right at 10 o'clock because I do have a special announcement to make here on the Sports Beat. On tomorrow's show, I'm going to have the founders of Fountain City FC, Jose Perez and Gabe Joyner, as Fountain City FC. They had a friendly over UMA FC, and they won 5-4. to four. They are going to enter the United Premier Soccer League for 2024. I do have some soccer news to talk about later in the show, but let's get into the highlights. Sunbelt Baseball Playoffs as two road teams end up pulling off upset victories. Let's start with the Atlanta Blues. They end up defeating the Brookhaven Bucks open Oglethorpe University 9-4. They will play on Wednesday. I guess the higher seed in the SBL playoffs will get a second chance to try to win that series to advance to the semifinals in the SBL. The Chattahoochee Monsters hosting their first ever playoff game tonight at Historic Golden Park. They fell to the Atlanta Crackers 5-2, to two, but things got a little interesting in the bottom of the ninth inning with the bases loaded, the go-ahead run, the game-winning run, because it was the bottom of the ninth inning, came up to the plate. The Crackers had to go to their bullpen, and uh, Kehoe ended up striking out. But the Monsters will be back at it Wednesday, first pitch 7.05 at Historic Golden Park. And you can catch the game on the Chattahoochee Monsters YouTube channel as Tom Callahan and Noah Shelton will have the broadcast. And I just want to say something before I get into the other sports. I am honored that I was part of the broadcast team calling Columbus Chattahoochee and Chattahoochee Monsters games this year. I've had some memorable highlights, which I'm going to edit my highlight reel, including the home run call, Chase Evans, walking it off against the Waleska Wild Thanes. Uh, The starting pitcher today, Eric Moore, I called the game where he pitched the no-hitter against the Atlanta Crackers in the regular season. It's been a fun time. But uh, my time as the announcer helping fill in for Tom Callahan and Noah Shelton is coming to an end. Um, I'm not needed for the postseason. Um, that's okay. Um, I think it's a silver lining because it'll allow me to spend more time with my family. Uh, a funny story, though. I mean, you might find it's funny. Um, I actually was on the way to the game uh, tonight, and I got a text from Tom saying that uh, they didn't need me because uh, I actually was interested in being the public address announcer if they needed somebody. Uh, I haven't done public address announcing since uh, my Russell County days, but I was excited about that. But that that's okay because uh, the normal Columbus Chattahoots public address announcer was doing it for the Monsters. A big shout out to uh, Brian Thomas. He does a phenomenal job. 
you can't get disappointed in this industry. You've got to acknowledge talent and understand there's a lot of talented broadcasters out there. And I was just blessed that I got the opportunity to be part of the broadcast team. It's only going to make me work harder. I'm going to continue being the best broadcaster I could possibly be. I'm excited because I'm going to get to call high school football games with Thrift Behringer on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. I am super excited about that. We've got Muskogee County School Media Days on August the 4th, and he is going to be live streaming that on that channel, and I'm glad to be a part of it. We've got the Media Days for Alabama. That's starting tomorrow. All the schools in East Alabama, except Central. For some reason, Central's not part of these media days. I don't know why. Uh, one of the schools that I was a big part of since 2021 was Russell County when I was their public address announcer in 2021. I moved on to be the play-by-play announcer as I was calling all the Russell County home games, including a road game against the Valley Rams. So I truly was honored. But here's what the schedule looks like for tomorrow up in Opelika. It is the high school football media days for East Alabama presented by 9110. Uh, did I say that right? Yeah. 9:10 a.m. the game, uh, Fox Sports Radio there in Opelika. And the director of the AHSAA will kick things off tomorrow in Opelika. The AHSAA director, Alvin Briggs, is going to start the party off. First team up to bat is going to be the Valley Rams at 8.15, followed by Dadeville at 8.35. Lafayette is going to be at 8.55. Springwood out of Lynette. They play eight-man football, and they're going to be at 9.15. You got the Pokaway Locha Poca Indians as head coach Rico Newton. You remember last year? He said it was state title or bust. Lochapoca at 9.35, Booker T. Washington at 9.55, Russell County, head coach Dylan Griggs in his third season with the Russell County Warriors. He is going to kick things off at 10.15. What is the Russell County Warriors going to look like with a new coaching staff? Uh, no more Justin Albert. He's gone over to Pell City. Kendall Lacey has moved on. He's got some new coaches on his coaching staff. But I think that Coach Griggs is going to have a bounce-back season for Russell County, especially with his young players. Uh, Beulah, the Bobcats, 10-35. And then at 10-55, the Beauregard Hornets, who made a surprise entry into the playoffs last year. And then the Hanley Tigers at 11-15. And then Coach Etheridge and the Auburn Tigers is wrapping this party up at 11-35. So, yeah, they – they come in hot and heavy. All these schools, you know, they just come out like gangbusters, and they just let's get this done. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk to the media, and we're gonna tell you how we feel. On Wednesday, July the twenty sixth, the AISA director will start things off at eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, Roddy Beck, Chambers Academy will start at eight fifteen, followed by Southern Prep at eight thirty five. You have Lee Scott Academy, the defending AISA champions from last season at 8.55. Notasaga at 9.15. I entertained the idea of reaching out to Notasaga and saying, hey, you need an announcer? Because I want to find a, an excuse to go to Bucky's. Anyway, there, I should not have an excuse to go to Bucky's. That should be a given. Uh, Lynette Panthers and their new head football coach, Chip Siegel, is going to take the podium at 9.35. 
the Glenwood Gators and their head coach, Ryan Nelson, at 9.55. Benjamin Russell, you know, that school all the way up in Alexander City there in 6A. 10.15. Realtown, the Rebels of Realtown at 10.35. And the Smith Station Panthers, 10.55. Tallahassee at 11.15. And then the Opelika Bulldogs at 11.35. They got to play Thompson this year. That is going to be a very tough game. The Thompson Warriors, the four-time state champions, they're looking for their fifth title. They won one in 19, 20, the COVID year, 2021, and 2022. They're trying to make it five straight titles, and the Thompson Warriors do have a special ninth grader, Trent Seaburn. He's already getting recruited by big-time colleges, folks. You got to look, look, keep an eye on this guy. He he is going to be a game maker. And so we have media days in East Alabama minus Central. Uh, I, I don't know why Central's not part of these media days, but that's I guess they're doing their own thing. All right, Georgia next week, the Muskogee County Schools, August the fourth. Don't forget, Georgia Alabama Sports Live is going to be live streaming it, and I'm excited to be there with my colleagues. WRBL's Jack Patterson, Tyler Redman, WTVM's Tony Reese, uh, hopefully Jonathan Hoppy. I know that he said that he probably wasn't going to be there. Uh, but I'm really excited about being there with DJ Jones, Thrift Behringer. Uh, speaking of which, it was exactly one year ago to this day, because I remember it was the Monday when I came back from vacation. Jared Dillard and I were calling the Columbus Lions final regular season game against the Orlando Predators. And I ran into DJ Jones at the Columbus Lions game. And I was honored that DJ invited me on Sports Visions to fill in for his partner in crime, Thrift Behringer, which now we have a great working relationship. I'm glad that Thrift Behringer and I really have got a great working relationship. And I was honored to be on a show. It was exactly a year ago. And the reason why, because when I was coming home from that broadcast, unfortunately, I got in a car accident. Now, a lot of emotions come through your mind. When I was at a stoplight, this was in Midland, you know, right over where Lynch Road is. You make that left into Bull Creek Golf Course and Matthews Elementary School. I was at a stoplight. There was a car that ran a red light, unfortunately. And there was a car that was turning right. That it was a truck, actually, that just hit the car just indirectly. The car flipped, and it skidded on the road, and it slammed into me. Now, everything is happening in slow motion because I'm at the red light, and I'm, you know, I'm actually listening to the rebroadcast of me on Sports Visions with DJ Jones because, you know, I was excited that I got to be on Sports Visions. And... I look over to my left and I'm hearing a horn and the horn sounds muddled. And this car slams into me. The glass shatters everywhere. You know, my shirt is ripped. You know, I got scrapes, glass in, in my shoulder. And I'm fortunate that I'm here today because if that car would have landed on me, I don't think I'd be here doing this show. And I'm very fortunate that, that God was looking after me. And, and it makes me realize how precious life is. 
and that as much as I want to grind and continue doing broadcasting and calling games because I love it, I love doing it. That's what I'm good at. And uh, don't get me, don't get it twisted. I am good at what I do. You know, I'm actually pulling together my highlight reel. I mean, insert Tim Tebow's speech after he lost old to Ole Miss in 2008. It really puts life into perspective on what you want to do in life. And I felt, even though I thought I was going to be at the ballpark tonight, just getting home, I spent that time with my kids and with my wife. Even though I was still upset, I, I did that because maybe it's a sign telling me to slow down. But I love broadcasting, but it's hard to balance both. Anyway, let's get to the rest of the show. I'm sorry I had to bring that up, um, but it, it really caught my attention uh, when I was actually watching Sports Visions um, with DJ Jones and uh, Keisha Nicole was actually filling in for Thrift Behringer. And it really brought me back to last year when I was a guest on Sports Visions and that horrific evening afterwards. Had a great day, and then it was all ruined from the car accident. Anyway, let's move on because uh, UGA grad Brian Harmon wins the British Open, the largest margin of victory since the year 2000, as he had a six-stroke victory. And he's also the oldest British Open champion as well, the Savannah native. Congratulations, winning the British Open. That's just a great accomplishment. I always love seeing these, these first-time winners of a major championship in golf. And then a Saudi Arabian club, Al-Halal, has just offered Kylian Mbappe. You know, the young Frenchman who won the World Cup in 2018 had this incredible World Cup final with Lionel Messi. They offer him $1.1 billion. Boy, that's got the sports world really talking. Maybe uh, like LeBron was saying, maybe I should have played soccer. I mean, this is just crazy. This is, this is like crazy money. And this Saudi club has it. I mean, so it's just – it's going to really change the game of soccer. It really is because they're going to – they're going to throw some ridiculous numbers at other soccer players. And I know that there's going to be more soccer players coming. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home. Offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bugs, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Bond. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control, 34 Jefferson Street, Newton, 770-954-9941. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. With your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Fifty feet, turn left. One 
Why are you driving so slowly? After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in point .1 miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Tune in each Sunday morning right here on WQEE 99.1 FM for the key for help from a high with Bishop Daniel Hardaway Sr. of Redemptive Life Worship Center at 9 a.m. Hear the Word of God and soak it in. You can join us for our live Sunday service at 10 o'clock a.m. till 12.30 p.m. at Redemptive Life Worship Center at 2265 Highway 54 in Marlin, Georgia. Have a blessed week. Locally here in Columbus, Jay Sparks returns as athletic director. Todd Reeser, the former athletic director for Columbus State, stepped down to take a position up in Illinois. I'm excited about Columbus State athletics. Columbus State soccer is going to be here before you know it. And I reached out to Warren Fundavestasian, uh, Eric Steinhauser. You know, they do a great job calling the games. And... Coming back for year two, if they'll let me. You know, I got to talk to the SID, Ali Kerr, and then the new AD. If you'll let me, I'm interested in helping out calling some Columbus State soccer games. Although, I still think that Scott Miller would be incredible calling Columbus State soccer games. They had such an incredible season last year, making it all the way to the Final Four. I was happy that I was able to call the final, uh, the Elite Eight game when they defeated West Florida and you could just hear it in my emotions. Columbus State makes it to the Final Four in Seattle, and it was a great moment for Columbus State Athletics. And then frequently I would have the Columbus State head basketball coach of the men and the women's team, head coach Robert Moore and coach Matt Hauser. They've been on the show as well, hoping to get them back as we preview the upcoming Columbus State basketball team for the men and the women. And really there is nothing greater than the atmosphere at the Lumpkin Center. I know right now that they're having the same arc uh, basketball camp. Sam Mitchell, the basketball camp, you know, the former Boston Celtics forward. Grant Williams was part of that camp. DJ Jones uh, in attendance. The Pacelli athletic director, Corey Black. And I know that it's just a great event. I'm hoping to be a part of it. I know that, you know, they got a, a championship game happening on Thursday, and I'm very uh, – intrigued about uh, helping out as much as I can. I really want to help out anytime I get a chance, but you know, things happen like vacations and, you know, I know the family comes first and, you know, I'm trying to balance that with the, with all the stuff that's going on, but you know, high school football is 25 days away. That first weekend of the regular season, I know they're going to have jamborees the fall, you know, the weekend before that first Weekend of high school football, August the 17th is the first game where you have the LaGrange Grangers taking on Carver of Atlanta and some of the matchups in week one, including Pacelli at Glenwood. We had this matchup last year. It was a great finish at Dimel Field. This is this time it's going to be in the swamp. And I cannot wait. The defending GIAA champions led by head coach Dwight Jones taking on Coach Nelson's Glenwood Gators. 
And that quarterback for the Gators, Dallas Crow, coming back for his senior season. It's going to be a lot of fun. Glenwood making it all the way to the AISA championship game, but loss to Lee Scott Academy. That is going to be a candidate for high school game of the week. Now, I'm going to reveal my candidates like I did last year. On Twitter, I'm going to have four choices, and that's going to be one of the choices. I can guarantee it. Some of the other games that are very intriguing, including Carver and Hardaway, you know, the former region opponents, they're going to end up playing each other as well. And I'm just excited. Other news, the longtime Central Lady Red Devil head basketball coach Carolyn Wright steps down after an incredible career with the Central Lady Red Devils. I mean, really, they were they were the talk of the Chattahoochee Valley, especially with their freshman phenom, Jabria Lindsay, who was breaking scoring records left and right. I mean, she had just an incredible season last year. So Carolyn Wright, 32 years as a Central Red Devil coach, had an incredible coaching record of 593 wins, 375 losses, and the interim coach that's going to be taken over for is Regetta Williams, who's been an assistant coach for the past 12 years. And so good luck to Coach Williams. I'm looking forward to seeing the Central Lady Red Devils and the Red Devils basketball. As you know, Jabria Lindsay coming back for her sophomore year, that's going to be great. I cannot wait. I, I got to get out to a game and see Jabria because she is just an incredible, amazing player that's just going to have, you know, she's getting college offers already. And uh, just love seeing her play, and uh, she is a talent. And uh, you also have the Central Red Devils uh, player, uh, uh, Jacory Hill, who's also uh, – did I get that right? No, Jacoby Hill. You know, he had a big uh, game as a, the, the Central Red Devils basketball team made it all the way to the state championship. However, they did lose in the final. Hey, I did mention this is episode 670. I want to mention that we are also on YouTube. This is going to be, this is actually the second episode where I'm doing YouTube Live. So check that out. It's going to be fun. Tomorrow is the first day of ACC Media Days. And here is what's on tap. The first team that's out the gate is the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets and their head football coach, Brent Key. He was the interim head coach last year. He got the interim tag taken off. After Georgia Tech actually finished strong last year. And I'm looking at Georgia Tech, you know, finishing five and seven. Brent Key went four and four. I mean, let, let's not get it twisted. Jeff Collins was there for three and a half years, and he only won 10 games in almost four seasons. That's not going to get it done at Georgia Tech, especially when Paul Johnson averages seven, eight wins. The expectations at Georgia Tech, and Bryce Kuhn can vouch for this because he was the voice of Georgia Tech football, athletics, etc. He could vouch for this, and I'm sure he's going to be at ACC Media Days tomorrow. Georgia Tech's expectations, because it is Georgia, you should be getting four-star and five-star recruits, but they don't come to Georgia or Georgia Tech. They come to Georgia. Georgia has dominated the recruiting class, but Georgia Tech is lucky to get three- and four-star athletes. But Georgia Tech should still 
be competing in the ACC and averaging seven and eight wins and going to a bowl game every year. That's what Paul Johnson was doing. Say what you want. If you didn't like the triple option, it won ball games. Georgia Tech back in the early 2010s under Paul Johnson was winning football games. And they had some upset wins, including against Georgia. So I'm hoping that Brent Key is going to do well in year two as he is kicking things off for ACC Media Days, which will be in Charlotte, which is also the site of the first college game day site, which is going to be North Carolina, South Carolina. I can't wait for that matchup because you got two incredible quarterbacks, Spencer Rattler for South Carolina and Drake May for the North Carolina Tar Heels. And up next, the Louisville Cardinal is going to be taking the podium. Jeff Brom, you know, Louisville just not the same team as they were when they had Bobby Petrino. You know, Louisville has fallen off a little bit. Remember, this is a school that had Lamar Jackson. So, and they also had Teddy Bridgewater. They've had some pretty good quarterbacks that has come to Louisville. But, man, they had such a disappointing couple of last seasons. And it seems like Kentucky is running this state under Dion Branch, their interim coach. They ended up winning a bowl game, but they did finish six and five. Scott Satterfield is no longer the coach. You know, he's had an eight and five season in 2019, four and seven, six and seven, eight and five. But Jeff Brom coming in should make an impact for the Louisville Cardinal. As I'm trying to get my phone ready to go, uh, the next team up to the podium for the first day of ACC Media Days. Remember last week I talked about a, uh, SCC Media Days, and I was actually going through all the schools. Well, um, if my brother-in-law does watch this show, uh, this is for you. Uh, talking about the Miami Hurricanes and uh, Mario Cristobal in his second year. Look, Dade County, Miami, this is where the NFL talent came to play. I mean, they made two ESPN 30 for 30s about the U. I mean, this is where in the NFL talent was in the 80s, in the early 2000s. The Miami Hurricanes should be competing with Mario Cristobal because he is a good coach. Look at what he did at Oregon. And Alex Van Dyke, if Alex Van Dyke is the quarterback he is supposed to be, if he's healthy, I think the Miami Hurricanes can get to seven and eight wins. They just had a five and seven season last year. Disappointing, didn't go to a bowl game. But the Miami Hurricanes, their expectations should be eight, nine wins. Uh, would like to see the Miami Hurricanes back to their U status in the early 2000s. Uh, that's really hard to do now. Now that Florida has got Florida, Florida State, UCF is now in the Big 12, and South Florida is one of those teams that can get some players there as well. But Mario Cristobal is going to be taking the podium, and then finally wrapping up the first day of SEC Media Days is Syracuse head football coach Dino Babers. Syracuse has really snuck up on some people. Look, I know that Syracuse is not going to be back in their glory days with Donovan McNabb in the late 90s or, you know, 
a player like Marvin Graves, you know, remember Jim Brown played for Syracuse. I mean, so Syracuse knows football. I mean, they have a rich tradition and pageantry of hard nosed football. I just don't know, you know, that carrier dome and then the fan base up in New York. I just don't know if, if you didn't go to Syracuse, if you're supporting the Syracuse orange men, like they do in college football, because upstate New York, it's all about the Buffalo bills it's all about the New York football giants, the New York Jets. To be a resident of New York and be a college football fan, that has got to be hard. There's probably more Penn State fans than Syracuse fans. That's just what I think. But Dino Babers had a 7-6 and six season. They lose in the pinstripe bowl. I mean, not bad for taking over uh, from a 1-10 season in the COVID year. But Dino Babers, you know, he's been the – head football coach at Syracuse since 2016. He only had one 10-win season. But the expectations of Syracuse is to get to a bowl game. All you got to do is get to six wins. That is possible, but you also have an ACC where they've done away with the Coastal and they've done away with the Atlantic. Let's see what the Syracuse Orangemen do. And uh, so tomorrow, first day of ACC Media Days up in Charlotte. Should be a lot of fun. I wish I was getting media credentials for that. You know, I actually made it known on this show that my goal is to get media credentials for SEC Media Days in 2024 because it's going to be in Dallas, and you're also welcoming Texas and Oklahoma to the conference. I'm just lucky to get media credentials for high school football. I actually sent my application to the Muskogee County School District, and uh, when I was actually filling it out and doing my affiliations, I was like, oh, okay, i I, I, I now work for Georgia Alabama Sports Live with Thrift Behringer. Uh, well, I, I got the, the sports beat with Richard Holder. See, it's official because I got the polo shirt. There you go. All right. And I'm also a sports writer for the Chattahoochee Valley Living. So I do have some accolades. Uh, fingers crossed that I actually uh, get credentials so I can uh, attend all the high school football games in Muskogee County this year. Uh, so I can cover it for the Chattahoochee Valley Living and for my podcast. And, you know, I'm, I'm just hoping that I'm able to do that. Well, we've had a fun show. Uh, I actually had, I had a great show yesterday, having Tanya Chavez on talking about the Women's World Cup. I mean, that is going on as we speak. Ari Borges, man, she could possibly win a golden boot for Brazil a hat trick as Brazil just completely dominant. And I'm trying to pull up the score. Uh, bear with me. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in. Take out is Wishbone Fried Chicken right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around. So great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Hey, sports fans. It's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. 
You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. There is a big World Cup matchup on Wednesday night. The United States taking on the Netherlands. Here we go. All right. I got in the 29th minute. It's still scoreless. Colombia and South Korea. That's the game that's happening tonight. Germany ends up beating Morocco 6-0. Italy over Argentina 1-0. These are scores that happened earlier this morning. And Brazil over Panama 4-0. Airy Borges with a hat trick. Which you could possibly win a golden boot. There are some teams that could win the world cup besides the united states i think spain looks solid germany has won it twice already they could go for their third brazil you know they could send marta off in her final world cup appearance and uh, you can't forget about france france has got a strong team as well and some uh, sleeper teams although england did not have the result they wanted they defeated haiti one mil and you know the world cup is exciting I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to that matchup Wednesday night between the Netherlands and the United States. Hey, the Braves made several moves in lieu of the trade deadline August the 1st. They have solidified their bullpen. I'm telling you, getting reliever Pierce Johnson from the Colorado Rockies, it's really going to help out. You can never have too many arms in the bullpen. And Taylor Hearn from the Texas Rangers. And they got some good news. Max Freed actually had a rehab start in AAA Gwinnett. So that is good to hear. And then if you're a Braves fan, this should really make you happy. Congratulations to the crime dog, Fred McGriff, for getting inducted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame for the class of 2023. He was part of that special run with the Atlanta Braves in 93. And as a San Francisco Giants fan, you know, I kind of like look over it and I'm like, eh, good for them. Still disappointed the Giants won 103 games and did not get into the postseason. But the Braves did win 104 games. That was the final original pennant race before they expanded the wildcard playoffs in 95. They were going to expand in 94, but we had the strike. But Fred McGriff was a part of that World Series championship team in 1995. And congratulations to Fred McGriff. Congratulations to third baseman Scott Rowland from the Philadelphia Phillies. Both players making it to the Hall of Fame. Well-deserved. And, you know, the crime dog is with another list of great Hall of Fame players like Chipper Jones, John Spoltz, Tom Glavin, Greg Maddox. Andrew Jones should have been in, but you know, hopefully he'll get in next year. And some other great Atlanta Braves players under legendary manager Bobby Cox. And what a dynasty in the 90s. And I've got to admit, and this could really 
upset some Braves fans, including my broadcast colleague, Justin Dale, Tyler Redmond. Sorry about this, but you got to remember in the 90s, I wasn't living in Atlanta. I'm a San Francisco Giants fan, grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area. I kind of wasn't really rooting for the Braves at all. I, I was tired of seeing them winning, but it's different now. I'm a Braves fan now because I've lived in Georgia. But when the Braves won in 95, and I hate to say this, you, you guys are really 1996 World Series. I, I have to admit I was rooting for the New York Yankees. I know. I know. It's 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 because, you know, the I didn't want to see the Braves go back to back. I'm not a fan of dynasties unless it's my team. But I'm happy that the Braves, uh, you know, won the World Series in 2021. And they are the odds on favor to win the World Series in 2023. So good luck to the Atlanta Braves. Taking on the Boston Red Sox for a two-game series, and then it is back at Truett's Park, taking on Bobby Z's Milwaukee Brewers. And I know that uh, he's a big Brewers fan, and so uh, that's got to be a very important series to him. Such a great show, but we are out of time. Are we out of time? Yes. Before we go, though, I do have some more exciting news to address here on the Sports Beat with Richard Holders. This is really the exclusive place where you can get breaking news if you're continuing to watch the show. All right, here it goes. The National Indoor Soccer League has a new commissioner. Now, Andrew Haynes, who's who's a fan of the show, and he did a great job as commissioner in the first two years, and he is the co-owner of the Tampa Bay Strikers and the Central Florida Crusaders, uh, uh, an ambassador for the league. Mary Ellen Rogers, the president of the league, they do a great job. I can't thank them enough for the efforts that they did making this NISL a reality. Uh, Gary Tufford is now the new commissioner of the NISL. And what I want to say to Gary is I am – the play-by-play announcer for the Columbus Rapids. I have done it for the past two seasons. I want to come back for year three and call games for the Columbus Rapids. If the Columbus Rapids make it into 2024, which they should, I am honored to be the voice of the Columbus Rapids. Again, you know, it wasn't easy. You know, the season wasn't perfect. I know that there were some feelings that were hurt, especially when I was getting ready to call that triple header in March and was absolutely devastated that those games got canceled. And uh, say what you want. I'm a professional. I I try to say I I understand why it happened, Uh, but I, I miss the relationships with the Rapids players. I miss the relationship doing the coach show every week with the former general manager of the Columbus Rapids, Warren Fundevestazen. You know, we had such a great time. I miss doing the coaches show with the former Columbus Lions head football coach, Jason Gibson. And I know he's now the head football coach for the Jacksonville Sharks, which, by the way, I mean, they look like they're going to be winning the NAL title. I mean, they're, they're rolling high. They got the number one overall seed in the NAL playoffs. Good luck to Coach Gibson. Good luck to good luck to Darian Townsend. You know the former Columbus Lion, also on the Jacksonville Sharks. I'm excited for you guys. I'm pulling for you. 
And I'm hoping to get Zach Kyman on the show. Maybe we can have an NAL wrap-up show. That would be pretty cool. I've had him on the show a couple of times. But I do miss those relationships that I had in the beginning of my broadcasting career. So I'm 43 years old, and I was away from broadcasting for eh, about 16 years, give or take. Look, if you want to count the 2009 doing a YouTube channel, you could go ahead and count that. But I really don't count that because I was doing it for fun, and I don't even know if those videos are still up. Anyway, the last time I actually did a game in college was 2006. I mean, because I joined the military, deployed a couple times, came back to college and got back on the air. And so from I deployed in 2007, came back in 2008, attended the Defense Information School in Fort Meade, Maryland in 2008. 2009 was when we were at work and I was having a conversation with a coworker. And uh, bear with me because I'm trying to. Oh, man. Oh, I was having a conversation with a coworker, And I was telling him like what I did in college, what my major was in college. I was a broadcasting major. I love calling sports in college, living in Atlanta. I know how competitive this market is. When I first moved to Atlanta, I applied everywhere. 680 The Fan, 790 The Zone, The Rome Brave, CNN, TNT, TBS. I applied for every job I could think of because, you know, Atlanta was the hotbed of, of the media market. The AJC, I mean, I was a, because I also did journalism in, in college as well, you know, wrote for the school paper. And I wasn't getting anything. I was getting no offers, none whatsoever and it was frustrating and so i quit the industry and we were having a conversation this was back in 2009 and i said i i love doing it and i know that i have a full-time job now but uh you know maybe it's something i could do one day when my military career is over and they said something very interesting to me they said why don't you and it got me thinking long and hard and i'm thinking YouTube started getting really popular right around this time. Everybody was putting stuff on YouTube. And I pulled out my laptop one day. It had a webcam. I went on YouTube Live. And I started doing a show. It was about a 20-minute show talking about sports. Unscripted, too. Kind of like what I'm doing right now. And, you know, I did maybe 100 episodes from 2009 all the way to 2000. 17. Uh, there were there were some times in there where I didn't do a show. I did not do a show 2013 or 2014. Those were some dark years, especially with my job. My job in Atlanta, the metro Atlanta area, relocates me to Columbus, Georgia. I moved to Columbus, Georgia in 2015. Yes, I was in Columbus, Georgia during the press box with Bobby Z days. I am sorry to say this, but I did not know about the press box with Bobby Z. I didn't even know about local sports talk in Columbus in 2015. It wasn't until about 2019 when I started entertaining the idea of maybe just doing this on the side, it, maybe as an intern, just going into the radio studio and just observing 
And uh, that's when I got to be on 95.7 for a couple of times. Then the pandemic happened. The rest is history. I started a podcast in January 2020. And here I am, 670 episodes later, going strong on a radio station, WQEE, up in Noonan. So the rest is history. And I love calling sports. I love doing a podcast. I love talking sports. And I really appreciate all your support. I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. What we're going to do now is we're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. And we are going to air my NFL 32 teams in 32 days. This is going to be for the radio audience only on WQEE because we're up on the clock. It's going to be based on the Los Angeles Chargers. I've already pre-recorded it. Going to upload it to the show. We're going to have it on WQEE for the broadcast tomorrow so I want to thank everybody for listening to the show tonight on Facebook Live. Don't forget that Jose Perez and Gage Joyner are going to be joining the show, the new outdoor soccer team in Columbus, the United Premier Soccer League. Uh, that's going to be fun. I cannot wait. Hope everybody has a great rest of your night. Be safe. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Help protect your family from flu this season by taking three easy steps. First, get yourself and your family a flu shot. It's quick and can protect you all season. Second, take everyday actions to help prevent the spread of germs like flu. Cover your cough, stay home from work or school if you're sick, and wash your hands often. Third, there are drugs that can treat flu illness. These work best when started early. Learn more at cdc.gov slash fight flu. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh, right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy. Because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worm's soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way. This is Austin Black, and I am the host of Behind the Tunes. Have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite songs and the journeys of those that sing them? Well, each week, we invite you to go behind the tunes and step into the stories behind your favorite Christian artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Hey everybody, this is Andy Christman. Join me this week for worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And this week, my special guest is Blake Goss of New Spring Worship. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not perceive it. I'm making ways in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. For us, that scripture came alive because he did a new thing actually in an old place. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me, your host, Andy Christman. WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, home of Southern Sports and Talk, Noonan, Sharpsburg, Franklin.
The Baxters have a new first book. From number one New York Times best-selling novelist Karen Kingsbury, author of life-changing fiction, comes The Baxters, a prequel. The heart-pounding story of Carrie Baxter's wedding. Amidst family tension and the worst storm Bloomington, Indiana has seen in a decade. The Baxters, by America's favorite inspirational storyteller, Karen Kingsbury. Visit KarenKingsbury.com for more information. The Baxters, available now wherever books are sold. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the show. It is that time on the show where I break down my NFL 32 teams in 32 days. And today, I'm talking about the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers finished 10-7 last year, but they fell to the Jacksonville Jaguars in the wildcard round in heartbreak fashion, 31-30. They had a 27-0 lead in this game. And Jacksonville came all the way back to defeat the Chargers in heartbreak fashion. I don't know how the Chargers can recover from this devastating loss. But one thing is for sure is that head coach Brandon Staley is on the hot seat. I do predict that the Chargers are going to be a borderline playoff team. Let's take a look at the depth chart. Justin Herbert. He's a top five quarterback in this league. The Chargers are going to look a lot different with new offensive coordinator Kellen Moore. He comes over from the Dallas Cowboys. He's a very creative play caller. The Chargers have great wide receivers, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Newcomer Quentin Johnson, the rookie from TCU, is going to be in the slot. And their offensive line is very good. Rashad Slater, one of the best left tackles in all of football. Zion Johnson, Corey Lindsey, Jamari Slayler, and Trey Pimpkins III. Solid offensive line that's going to help Justin Herbert stay upright. Their newly acquired tight end from the Seattle Seahawks, Gerald Everett, is going to be a security blanket. And Austin Eckler is a top five running back. But they also have Isaiah Spiller, Joshua Kelly, Larry Roundtree. The Chargers are going to compete because they have a lot of talent on this team. Just in the past, they could not get out of their way. They have a ferocious pass rush. On the line, you have Morgan Fox, Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson. Your linebackers are solid. In fact, they're probably the best linebacking core in the league. Khalil Mack, Joey Boza, Eric Kendricks, and Kenneth Murray Jr. Their secondary is incredible. Asante Samuel, Derwin James... Choi Gilman, Michael Davis, and Josser Taylor 
playing in the nickel coverage. The Los Angeles Chargers are going to compete. They're going to be in just about every game this year. But it's that schedule and playing in the tough AFC West that could be their undoing. Let's go over the entire schedule for the Los Angeles Chargers. Week one at SoFi Stadium taking on the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are usually a good team in September. But the Chargers are favored by two and a half. I think the Chargers get the win here. Then they travel to Tennessee. I'm not sure if I... I actually projected that the Titans would have their record before they acquired DeAndre Hopkins. I can amend that. I think that the Chargers could get the win. I mean, they are favored. They could go 2-0, take it on the Minnesota Vikings. They don't have Dalvin Cook. They do have Justin Jefferson. I cannot wait for that matchup between Asante Samuel Jr. and Justin Jefferson. But I think that the Chargers are one of those teams that they are not very consistent. They could start 2-0 and and they could end up losing to the Vikings. And that's what I'm picking here. I think that they are going to lose to the Minnesota Vikings. Hosting the Raiders, a 4.05 p.m. start. I think the Raiders are going to take a step back. I think the Chargers end up getting the win here. All right, 3-1. and one, Hosting the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football on October the 16th. Kellen Moore gets to face his former team. I just love the storylines in this game. And I think the Chargers end up winning because they're at home, but not so fast. This is going to be a home game for the Dallas Cowboys. There's going to be a lot of Cowboys fans at SoFi Stadium, but I think that the Chargers do get the win. I mean, the Chargers are really a very talented team. So what I got them at 4-1, and one, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, losing that game. They'll go to 4-2. and two. I see them beating the Chicago Bears on Sunday night football, 5-2. and two. Traveling to the Meadowlands to take on the New York Jets. I mean, the Jets have got to win some games. I think they end up beating the Chargers. This is going to be a great Monday night football game between Aaron Rodgers and Justin Herbert. Uh, two gunslingers, two similar style quarterbacks. But I think the Chargers end up losing this game. 5-3 and three going into hosting the Detroit Lions on November the 12th. And I think they're going to win this game. So 6-3. and three. Traveling up to the frozen tundra in Lambeau on November the 19th. This is going to be a very interesting game, but I think the Green Bay Packers end up winning that game. Sunday night football. Back at SoFi Stadium taking on Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Could it be that the Chargers could end up getting this win here with a Ravens team that I think with Todd Monken's offense, it's going to look very interesting and plus, Lamar Jackson, he's about to get paid, and he is just going to run all over that Chargers defense. But the Chargers defense, very good pass rush that's going to keep Lamar Jackson in the pocket. Traveling up to Foxborough, taking on the New England Patriots. I think that Bill Belichick has got the Chargers number. I see them beating the Chargers here. I see them beating the Broncos at SoFi. And I also see the Broncos splitting with the Chargers. The Chargers will take on the Raiders on December the 14th on the Prime Video Thursday night game on a short week. And I see the Chargers beating the Raiders. Taking on the Buffalo Bills on the Peacock Network. This is Saturday, 8 o'clock on Christmas Eve Eve. I see the Buffalo Bills beating the Chargers here. Chargers losing to the Broncos. 
and losing to the Chiefs, they have a brutal schedule. Let's be honest. The wins that could come, because this is a borderline playoff team, the wins that could come could probably be against the Raiders twice. I see them splitting against the Denver Broncos. I see them winning one of those games between the Baltimore Ravens or the New England Patriots. I mean, they could beat the Green Bay Packers on the road. They could end up losing to the Detroit Lions, losing to the Jets. They could end up losing to the Bears. But I think these games will go either way because they do have enough talent to win some games. And I think that the offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, could make the difference. Overall, I have the Los Angeles Chargers finishing 9-8, a borderline playoff team. I have them down as the second wildcard team in the AFC West. So you're going to have the Chiefs, Broncos, and the Chargers all making the playoffs. Stay tuned for tomorrow as I will preview the Las Vegas Raiders and the Jimmy Garoppolo era. He's reunited with his former offensive coordinator from the New England Patriots, Josh McDaniels. That should be a lot of fun. And Jimmy Garoppolo is a winner. If he's healthy, I think the Raiders could compete. They're just in a very tough division, and they got a brutal schedule. Going to talk about the Raiders tomorrow. I love this segment, NFL teams, 32 teams in 32 days. What else is on tap? I'm going to talk about the Green Bay Packers on Thursday, and then on Friday I'm going to talk about the Detroit Lions. So you know what that means. Next week, I'm going to wrap up with the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears. And then I'm going to talk about the AFC North. So that means after that, we still got the AFC East and the NFC East. I might even get Gabe Reynolds on to help me do the preview for the Dallas Cowboys. All right. That's going to do it for the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I just want to thank everybody out there who has supported the show, listened to the podcast. Don't forget to write a five-star review, share the show with a friend, a family, a co-worker, and also subscribe to my YouTube channel. I am now on YouTube. Just type the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. You'll find me. And don't forget to continue to support this podcast. I want to thank Ryan O'Neill back at the station for keeping it real and allowing me to do what I love to do, and that is talk about sports on a sports talk show platform. Stay tuned for Braves Country Today with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks as the Braves get ready to travel up to Beantown to take on the Boston Red Sox at Fenway Pack. And it's going to be amazing. All right. We're out of here. Bye. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.